Do you remember the show, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? When people didn't know the answer, they could phone a friend and ask for help. Well, our very special guest today, Josh Iwata, is the CEO of Parent Lab, which has developed an amazing revolutionary AI-enhanced app that can help parents become experts in their children. It's like a phone a friend anytime you need it for your own child. I can't wait for you to hear more about what this looks like, but Parent Lab is based on the philosophy of secure attachment, and Josh will talk more about that in our interview, but it also celebrates each child's unique essence and is grounded in the belief that a secure attachment raises happy children who become happy adults. Parent Lab leverages the research from top minds in child development and psychology to really give parents an amazing resource and experts right at their fingertips. Let's welcome Josh Iwata to the show. Don't forget to tell your friends about it. And also anytime, give us a five-star rating on whatever platform you listen to us on so that more people can hear more about all of the great things that we have on the Teaching Your Toddler podcast. Thank you. Hello, and welcome to the Teaching Your Toddler show. Today, we have Josh Iwata with us to talk to us about a very exciting new innovation that he has. But first, Josh, welcome to the show. And why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and about uh, about what's going on with Parent Lab and ERA? Absolutely. Well, thanks for having me, Mary Jo. I know that I am um, a little bit of an unconventional guest for you, maybe. Uh, my background is in the startup world. I come from the tech industry, and I've been a designer, a product designer in tech for about 20 years. Um, I started doing graphic design and websites and then got into software and eventually into leadership positions, being a COO, being a creative director. And I'm currently CEO of Parent Lab. And, you know, throughout that time, my longest running job, my most important job and my most challenging job is being a parent. So <laughs> being a dad, I've got uh, two teenage daughters, 14 and 16. And my sense was in the you know 16 years of raising them that par parenting was getting harder in a lot of ways and that technology wasn't really helping. <laughs> um, and so that experience of not knowing exactly where to turn. Both my parents passed away when I was a young man um, and looking online for answers, trying to find, you know, wade through the, the really the fire hose of information out there in parenting. I found that, you know, my experience really kind of mirrors people in general. When you look at research, the average parent um, thinks that parenting is harder than it was 20 years ago, which is kind of a shocking uh, piece of data from like the Pew Research Center. And they also think that it's one of the most important and challenging jobs in their lives. Um, and so that kind of realization that there wasn't a lot of support in the tech industry that I'm in was in some ways making it harder, <laughs> I'm sure, as you've spoken to many of your guests about, um, was this recognition that, you know, why why is that? Why isn't the tech industry why aren't products being created for parents in the same way to solve the challenge of parenting as with other problems in our lives? Hmm. And so Parent Lab was started with this kind of notion that parenting doesn't only affect parents. Mm -hmm. I like to say that 100% of people are affected by parenting 100% of the time. <laughs> when we look around at our society, our politicians, our teachers, our friends, our kids, ourselves, we're all massively affected by parenting. And so Parent Lab was really started with this idea of, you know, what if we could create a product for parents that helps them with some of the challenges of modern day parenting, parenting in this era. 
And as we went down the, the path of talking to researchers, we've worked with researchers, um, psychologists, neuroscientists from all over the world over the past six years, it turned out that there was already, you know, a theory out there to help parents that we've known about for decades called attachment theory. And so Parent Lab has just launched our most recent product, which is called ERA. And the goal is to help create generational wellness through secure attachments with your kids. And um, it's we like to say it's grounded in attachment theory and it's driven and personalized by AI. Tell us a little bit about attachment theory. Sure, I would love to. So I'm sure you're familiar with, and I'm sure some of your listeners are familiar with attachment styles. And in, in kind of modern day language, they've been pertained to adult relationships in many cases. But attachment styles come from the attachment you form with your primary caregiver or caregivers when you're very young. And they become a little more rigid as we become older. So attachment theory was founded in the 1960s by John Bowlby, a British researcher. And um, his work was further uh, fleshed out by Mary Ainsworth and others. But you got to think about the 60s was like the atomic age, right? The, the, the advice to parents was to put your baby in a bassinet, feed it from a glass bottle, and to not pick it up when it cried. John Bowlby had the sense that maybe we've gotten away from something, maybe we're missing something. And his hypothesis was that humans have a biological need for connection with their caregivers. And through his research now, you know, confirmed decades later, it's kind of a stupidly obvious truth that mm -hmm. we've lost throughout the modern age, mm -hmm. that the most important thing for a parent, and in many cases, just as important as the basic needs we meet for our children, like food or shelter or clothing, is connection. And mm -hmm. the quality of that connection will inform who our children go on to become, how they view love, how they view relationships. So that really is attachment theory mm -hmm. in a nutshell. Okay. Um, and I think it's kind of a profound idea that that our connection and our attention is actually not, it's not a nice to have for kids. It's a requirement. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I, I, when I was reading the, uh, the material about, uh, about you uh, it, to prepare, I, I remember he, you, you mentioned when your first child was born that the nurse wanted you to leave it, leave her in the bassinet, not touch her and everything. And it's like, what? Right. Like, and you felt that that was against your instinct, right? It kind of goes along with what you're talking about, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that, that story that you're kind of uh, referencing was my my first night as a father, and my child was you know fussing in her bassinet, and the and the and the nurse had told me just you know leave her alone, she's fine, you know you rest, you're you, you're a tired dad. But my instincts, you know, were that's not okay. I need to pick up my child, um, and I sat her next to me, and she fell asleep right away. That proximity for her, that connection was already starting to be a necessity for her, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I think that. Many of us as parents, we've almost lost our, what I would say is intuition as mm -hmm. parents. We've outsourced it to experts, which is kind of ironic for, you know, to be on a podcast <laughs> with a parenting company and you're, a, you know, hosting advice for parents. But <laughs> we've lost our instincts and, and we stopped trusting that intuition mm -hmm. where the really ironic thing is, is you think about a hundred years, hundred years ago, a thousand years ago. We didn't have any of the parenting resources we have now. No. I mean, a recent Google search showed 1.6 billion results for parenting advice. And there was a research study that came out last year that showed that the more parents looked 
at the the fire hose of information that the less confidence they had as a parent, which is kind of shocking. So mm. this kind of current solution of like more and more and more information, mm -hmm. it doesn't seem to be being effective at helping us raise our kids better. Mm -hmm. And so tell us how ERA does help. How does it, how does it sort of break through all of that? Sure. Well, through the, you know, six years that Parent Lab's been in existence, we've tried a lot of things. Um, we've created a library of content, we have podcasts and we have courses, and we've done a lot of things to try to bring attachment science into parents' everyday lives. But one of the biggest challenges we found was that parents really required personalization. Just giving them the information wasn't enough, and they required guidance. And those are both problems that can be solved with a human, but we're trying to create a technology solution, right? We're trying to say... People have discovered meditation through um, apps like Headspace mm -hmm. um, or Reframe to help them drink less. Why can't we do that with parenting? Why can't we present something like that? And that was really the biggest challenge was any of the digital products we created were not personalized and they really didn't provide much guidance for parents. So we ended up kind of contributing to the problem of like the 1.6 billion search results is just giving more information out there. Mm. Era was born when... AI came onto the scene and we realized through our own research and trial and error, oh, AI is way better at helping to personalize and give kind of reflective advice to parents than mm. we could have ever anticipated. Mm. It's really bad at other things. You don't <laughs> use it, you know, for in instead of an attorney or something or to do math. <laughs> right. But surprisingly, it, it does a great job at helping you kind of understand your feelings and dissect things. Um, and it does an amazing job at personalization. And when I say personalization, I don't mean like just recommending pieces of content. It literally, and I can talk more about this, I'm happy to, but ERA is able to start to learn and understand the user and the family hmm. so that it can take your kids' names, it understands their hobbies or their likes or their interests and conversations you have as a parent with it as well um, all contribute to it gaining a better understanding and helping you as a parent wade through not just the content, but your own feelings. Oh, wow. So it it gets smarter as you use it more. Yes, it does. So that kind of idea that we're you know grounded in attachment, personalized by AI. Mm -hmm. One of the things that we've heard from parents that we've surveyed, that we've talked to, um, is that they don't have anyone to kind of bounce things off of mm. or to unpack their feelings. Of course, they do if they have a partner or they have mm -hmm. other supports. But sometimes when it's two in the morning or it's first thing in the morning, it's the middle of the afternoon, you don't have that. Mm -hmm. And so we've known, you know, for a long time, we've been able to use technology for journaling and for reflection and meditation, things that allow you to be more present as a person. We haven't applied that to parents, really. And so we're using those techniques in ERA, as well as the AI component, which allows you to do a daily check-in. And the daily check-in is a back and forth where you're talking with ERA and it remembers what you talked about yesterday. So you don't have to think about what to talk about when you open it up. It'll ask you, hey, how did that conversation go with mm. your daughter? And do you want to continue talking about that? Or you could talk about something else. Mm -hmm. So it knows if you've already asked about a certain issue or problem that you're having, then it will retain that and, and follow up. And uh, wow, that's that's pretty amazing. And how... Um, when you subscribe to the app, do you put in the child's birthday so they know sort of what stage the child is in? And is there is it for all ages of children? 
Yeah. So part of the onboarding process is you enter your your children's names and then their birth month. So mm, we're not okay. getting too specific with the we don't necessarily need the exact date, but the month and the year. Okay. And so Era knows what age your child is, which is helpful for giving the right content. Um, and then it's able to start personalizing from there. So the more that you kind of talk or enter information about it, it stores that in your family profile. It stores it for your child and for you and um, gets better and better at the personalization. And so we're we're continuing to, to kind of bake in that personalized mm -hmm. experience to the point where you know, we're starting to recommend content and give the reasons why we're recommending it. Well, you mentioned this about your mm -hmm. child, you know, mm -hmm. Maddie, if, if that's your child's name. You mentioned this about Maddie. So this is why we think that this piece of content might help you. And then you'll, you're able to actually unpack that with the AI as well. So I think one of the things I should probably note for you and for your listeners is we're in no way trying to replace a human. I don't think AI should replace humans. Mm -hmm. But we think it can be a really great supplement. Mm -hmm. um, and I think yeah. we're seeing that even in therapy and and other areas like that or medical in the medical field where you still want to talk to your therapist, but that's only once a week or mm -hmm. once every two weeks. And wouldn't it be nice to have another place where you can continue to unpack your feelings at mm -hmm. any time of the day? Absolutely. Right. Like you mentioned two in the morning, right? The baby won't sleep. What's going <laughs> yeah. on? Help me, help me. I know, I know I saw that you had mentioned, you know, potty training specifically. That's that's relevant for this audience. Also, picky mm -hmm. eating, which is one of our most popular, um, you know, subjects. The, the shows that I've done on picky eating are very popular. So I know that m moms are certainly interested in, in those kinds of topics. And so those are that's what ERA can help provide for you. That's, that's really interesting. I, I'm intrigued by a couple of things I saw in the notes of of marrying the instincts with technology, but then also rekindling trust in your parenting instincts. How do you sort of feel ERA does that for you? Sure. Well, one of the problems I think with the current kind of flood of information out there for parenting is that in some ways, just like that study showed that the more information you look at, your parenting confidence goes down. Mm. It really is this idea of like, we've stopped trusting our instincts as parents We've outsourced them to experts. And that wasn't always the case. You know, 50 years ago, 60 years ago, it started kind of through that industrial age where we stopped trusting that parents were able to raise their kids. And part of that, I think, is the modern age makes it difficult to trust our kids. Mm -hmm. So parenting a thousand years ago, I don't think parents were necessarily saying like, well, I wish parenting came with a manual. You know, why doesn't it come with a manual? Mm -hmm. I think that outsourcing of, of parenting um, guidance because it's difficult in the modern age has led many parents to feel like they don't know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. But attachment theory has literally kind of uncovered this hidden truth that the most important thing is connection with your child. Mm -hmm. And trusting your instincts means you know, you can't actually do that without a couple other things. Um, so what we say at Parent Lab is we're helping parents with their knowledge, with their observation, and with their intuition. Hmm. And intuition is not necessarily always right, but it can be honed. And it it requires you to have some knowledge, which is what we're providing through, we have 200 podcast episodes and we have courses and we have quizzes that help you uncover areas of your parenting and your, the needs of your child that you could focus on. 
but it also requires observation. I think that's one of the most important things that we've kind of discovered through working with our, our pool of experts. And one of your other guests, I listened to one of your other episodes. I remember she said that it really requires proximity as well as eye contact and engagement. Mm. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something we forget as parents, especially mm -hmm. nowadays, that we think that our presence is enough, that just proximity is enough. But it's not actually true. We have to make eye contact with our kids. That connection that we form, especially in their early years, is literally wiring their brains. Mm -hmm. So their brains, their development emotionally and even physically requires our attention and so ERA has mindfulness tools and we're focusing on journaling as well. So when you talk to ERA, it's kind of a mini form of journaling. And we're trying to help parents with some of the tools that we know are out there that are used for what in the wellness industry to become more present with their kids um, through that observation piece so that they really can start to come back to their intuition and start trusting their instincts again. Mm-hmm. That's great. I know. I mean, I think that's probably things that parents struggle with that the most is that instinct and that intuition and learning how to trust that gut and learning how to, like you said, hone that gut and and just really know. Like one of one of the things that I've always tried to use and and not always successfully, but you know, is this something that my my grandmother would have done? Is this something that like like yeah. past generations would have done instead of sort of trying to, um, you know, I don't know, like you said, rely on like so many of the other sort of modern things what's what is our instinct and i saw a video the other day of a dad holding it's his newborn and he just started humming like really low mm -hmm. but chest to chest yeah. skin to skin and the baby just immediately went back to sleep and it was just like wow that bond like you were talking about i mean it was just it's so profound it was yeah. cool you mentioned something that i would like you to talk about just a little bit is um what is generational wellness sure yeah i mean that's for, for us, that's kind of our, our mission statement is to help, you know, create generational wellness and help families build strong foundations and to break cycles and raise secure, happy humans. And so your audience is probably familiar with generational trauma. I think that's something that most people have heard of, uh, where trauma is passed down from parent to child and child to child and it's a perpetual cycle of trauma. And we mean that kind of in the other direction of generational wellness. And that's part of the big idea for Parent Lab and why we decided we wanted to spend our, our time and talent and, and money on helping with the solution is if you can create perpetual trauma, you can create perpetual wellness too. Mm. And there's evidence to show that. There's evidence to show that when you form a secure attachment, which I guess I didn't really go over that with attachment styles, but there's four different types of attachment styles. There's the basic basic names of those are anxious, avoidant, disorganized, and then secure. Secure being the most healthy type of attachment with your child. And when you form a secure attachment with your child, there's evidence to show that that same type of security, that a secure attachment gets handed down in 70% you know, of cases from parent to child. So we had this idea that if you could change one parent, you've changed a, a generation and then a, the next generation, the next generation. So with generational wellness, it's it's our 
idea that we could change the world through parenting mm -hmm. and that if you did that, since 100% of people are affected by parents 100% of the time, you'd really, you know, make a dent in helping not just individuals, but in our society too. Wow, that's that's amazing. I, I I'm very intrigued by, about that whole, like you said, the generational um, trauma that can happen from from before that can be pulled through, even from you know grandparents or or people that they haven't even met. And it sounds a little bit woo woo, but I do believe in that. And I think and I love that idea of like trying to break that cycle with your children as early as possible. That that's just that's so wonderful. Is the is there a sweet spot for the age of the children that you're that parents need help with or is it like the whole the whole childhood oh yeah i apologize you did ask that i, I got i got lost in in thought there um era is aimed right now towards zero to 12 okay the kind of interesting thing is is i've got teenage kids and i still use it hmm. the content is focused more around zero to 12 we do have a lot of content specifically in our target age range which is even more narrow than that it's more like you know two to six is where most of our users are okay so we have a lot of content for for toddlers and young children um but much of the content will span beyond that and then like i said i have teenagers and i've found it really helpful for me in kind of unpacking my thoughts and feelings and getting feedback you know having a space to do that as well as the mindfulness practice material is you know universal for for any age it's really for the parents so it sounds like you're you're leveraging both you know both the intake versus the out the output for yourself it's it's it works i love that you said that it's the two to six age range specifically like that's absolutely the sweet spot for our listeners as well so i hope that our listeners will check out parent lab and also the era app is it available on apple and android it's currently just available on Apple. Okay. Uh, we're we're aiming for Android in the next couple months. Okay. Great. Well, whenever you you are listening to this episode, I hope you will check out the uh, whatever the Play Store is and see if it's available for Android when you're listening. Josh, thank you so much for joining us today. Before I let you go, what are your final thoughts? And then also, how can people find out more? Sure. Um, I mean, my final thoughts and and just overall, um, one of the, the most important things that I've learned really is that connection piece. It's like wiring your kid's brain actually requires your attention. Our kids need it 100%. Um, it affects who they will become. And that's one of the best and easiest ways outside of the billion tips, tricks, hacks, and scripts, you know, <laughs> give your kids your attention and your presence. That's one of the most important things you could possibly give them. And yeah, if people would like to check out ERA, they could go to getera.app or they could search for ERA Parenting in the App Store. And um, and I, I hope that uh, people find it useful. Absolutely. Thank you so much. We'll make sure that that link is available in the show notes for people that are listening. Uh, again, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been a pleasure to have you. And I, I do hope that the listeners will uh, check out ERA, check out Parent Lab, and learn more about how they can help themselves and their children. Thanks for having me. This has been the Teaching Your Toddler podcast with Mary Jo Tinlin. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you'll find us on our website at teachingyourtoddler.com, as well as on Facebook at Teaching Your Toddler, on Instagram, and on Twitter at Teaching Toddler. So join us again, and I hope you have a wonderful week. Thank you so much.